Hi, this is Lindy, the creator and host of Lindy's Audio Cafe, a podcast focused on positive and thought-provoking stories. Life gets busy, and in the race for happiness, we sometimes forget it's often the smaller things in life that truly matter. My podcast is focused on the stories that don't make tabloids, the basics that make you smile, the kindness of people who help make the world a better place. Yeah, we need a bit more of that. But before we get started, please be sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app so you don't miss future episodes. Thanks for listening. Well, hello there and welcome to Lindy's Audio Cafe. My name is Lindy and I'm absolutely delighted to be back in the podcast chair again. First time in the chair after a couple weeks away with a little bit of a voice issue. So we're going to give it a try today, but I'm so excited about coming back today because I have a super special guest here with me today. Now joining me here online via Zoom, I have Tara LaDuke. Now Tara LaDuke is somebody that I knew back in my teenage years. That's right, going back to my days in the Yukon Territory. For those of you who aren't familiar with that area, it's up in northern Canada. Now, Tara lives in Tagish in the Yukon, and she's pretty incredible, and we have a few stories to share this morning. Hi, Tara. How are you? Hi. It's so fun to be here. Thanks for having me on. Oh, thank you so much for joining us. I'm just so excited to have this chat this morning. It's really neat to reconnect, especially after all these years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were in band together oh little musical nerds in high school (laughs) now you have to refresh me did you play clarinet I played clarinet and I also played alto sax that's right you did play the alto sax as well so you did have a good choice in instruments (laughs) (laughs) correct yes I did I started with clarinet and stage band I did alto sax that is perfect. It was so much fun. And I have so many great memories from those days. I think that was probably the most fun I ever had in my school years was the time that we had in our high school band. Mm-hmm. I loved band. I tried to talk my kids into doing it, but they, I don't know, they felt like they had other priorities. <laughs> my my son did it. He actually took up alto sax and played it. And I think he played better than I did. And I, I revisited it again later in life and joined a community band here a few years ago. But um, I actually had to stop my airways. Don't really do that well with the saxophone anymore. So I'm not doing oh. that anymore. But that's okay. I probably saved a bit of agony for our dog. He doesn't have to listen to me anymore. <laughs> but hey, you're doing some really cool things. And I have to mention this, that I think you have a lot of guts. You really do. And people are probably wondering what I'm talking about. Well, I'm going to just describe something that I was watching on Facebook the other day. And there was a lady who must be in her early 50s, I would guess, you know, probably a couple of years younger than me. She was in a bikini in the zero below, even below zero below temperatures in her bikini, dipping into a lake in the Yukon. Now, who could that be? <laughs> Was that you? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was me. I don't know if there's anyone else you would have that mixed up with. <laughs> <laughs> so you go swimming when it's like below zero. Mm-hmm. How on? I Well, I started in the summertime when obviously, when it was a much more reasonable time. And 
Um, so I've now been in the lake 106 times. And I'm tracking the number and I cannot tell you why I'm doing it. Honestly, I cannot tell you. There, There's a, a guy that your listeners might have heard of called Wim Hof, who's known as the Iceman. And he's a huge proponent of cold water therapy. But I don't really follow him. I just know that this is a thing. It's meant to be good for you. It's meant to be good for anxiety. It's meant to be good for your skin, blah, blah, blah. And yet I moved to a lake and I decided to go in it. And then the next thing you know, I was going in it nearly every day. And then as it got cold, I was like, oh, I'll keep going. That's and then incredible. it got like really cold. <laughs> that is incredible. So when you first started doing this this summer, you had no intentions at that time of carrying on into the winter? Oh, no. No, no. <laughs> no, I, I, I literally cannot tell you why I started or why I've continued. It just started to be something that it felt weird if I didn't do it. And then as fall came, I thought, oh, I don't know, stop at some point. And then um, I think I got to about 85 times in the lake. And I thought, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'll keep going. Maybe I won't. Every day is a new decision. I don't have to go in on any other, on any day. And I don't have to not go in. And I'm just playing it by ear. And as you would have seen on social media, yesterday was the first day of officially not dipping in the lake because it was minus 27 when I got up in the morning. Minus 27. That is cold. I'm really glad you didn't give it a shot yesterday. That's pretty cold. So how cold? Like what was the very coldest temperature that you went out and dipped in? The, uh, the coldest I've I've done this for is minus 14 so far. Oh, that is cold. And so what do you do? You just run right out there to the lake, dip in, dip, just like jump right back out again. Or how do you plan it out? What do you do? <laughs> no, earlier in the season, it was more of a, you know, jumping in a cold lake is adrenaline fueled and it's kind of exciting and it really perks you up. I started doing it first thing in the morning. It's even better than coffee. And then as it got colder and as it got really challenging, I decided to really slow it down and see if I could do this calmly and slowly and <laughs> notice what it was like. I'm a yoga teacher, so this is kind of my jam, right? Like, how does this feel? What can I do? What is my experience? So instead... Uh, oh, people have, on social media have commented that I don't wear a robe, I don't bring a towel, I don't do anything like that. And it's because I have a young dog and he's really, really naughty and he steals all my stuff. Oh, <laughs> that's hilarious. So, <laughs> yeah. so it isn't because I'm so hardcore, it's because my dog is a pain in the butt. Um, but since there's been snow on the ground, I start, I, all summer I was always walking barefoot no towel, just walking barefoot. I live, uh, you know, I have to walk probably, I don't know, 30 meters from the cabin to the lake's edge. And I was walking barefoot. The ground is fine. No big deal. And so walking down through the, through the weather was part of it. And walking back up when I'm wet was 
also part of the whole thing. And the lake in front of me is very shallow. So it takes quite a while to wade out. And I usually go to about hip deep, waist deep, take a little pause, and then I will dip in. Initially, I thought I should go under the water, but that hurt my ears. So I was like, oh, okay, well, that's not a good idea. So I dip to chin deep. And uh, for ages, like for 60 or 80 times, it was lots of adrenaline, kind of hyperventilate and pant and freak out a little bit. And as it's gotten colder and colder, I've thought, oh, I wonder if I can do this in a more calm way. So by now, I'm wearing boots because my feet were killing me. So I walk down in my boots. I take them off at the shore. I take a breath and sort of get myself ready. And then I take off my boots, walk in barefoot, wearing just a bikini (laughs) and head on in and kind of slowly do it. And I'm really mindful of my breath. I'm mindful of how does this feel today? There was one day an eagle came, he flew over and then he when caught a fish in front of me. And it was amazing. And I'd like to look at the scenery and notice the weather. How does the air feel? How does the water feel now that the air is so cold? And it's it's not how I'd expect. Sometimes the water feels really warm, strangely warm, because the air is so cold. That is and, unreal. And by the way, because people were giving me a hard time on social media, dip number 99 was naked. You did 99 with no bikini? That is correct. Oh, you're lucky your dog didn't take off with it if it was on the shoreline. <laughs> oh, no. No, no. I walked from my house with nothing. Oh. <laughs> Good for you. I'm like, oh, the neighbors around. It was midweek. So I figured it. I'm like, well, this is taggish in the Yukon. I'm sure it would be the worst thing they'd ever seen. I'm <laughs> laughing. Good for you. It's like, okay, I've been told that, you know, we're a little bit wild when we come from the Yukon, but I did not swim naked in 14 below weather. Uh, no, sure. and I don't know anyone who did. It's hilarious. But you know, I go good for you. I mean, there's no way, absolutely no way you would catch me doing anything like that. Well, I swam naked once in my life about 50 years ago. (laughs) And I don't know that I would do it again. I don't know. But you know, to actually get out there in the wintertime and do that, whether you're wearing a bikini or no bikini, the fact that you are out there in the cold temperatures dipping in a lake, like you've got guts that I don't have. <laughs> That's pretty incredible. It's because I've done it enough times now, it's every day I surprise myself that it's a little bit less hard than I expect it to be. It's never easy. I don't want anybody to think, oh, piece of cake. One day my neighbor did walk by and he's like, oh, I think the the sun has warmed up the water. I'm like, yeah, no, it really hasn't. <laughs> Did you ask him to join you? <laughs> uh, he was wearing a jacket. I think he might have even had a toque on. Like, <laughs> no, this one was so warm. <laughs> so, no, do you have it in your head there's going to be a temperature guide, or do you just wait till the morning, you stick your toes out the door, and you get a feel for that air, and you think, oh, today is the day I'm going to go, or today I'm not going to go? Do you kind of have a guide for when you're going to uh, stop? 
Well, I only got super determined at around 85 or 87 dips. And I, I went out to the hot springs. We've have an upgraded hot springs outside Whitehorse now. And I went out there and I really properly warmed up. And then the next day I dipped and it was awful. Oh, <laughs> probably the <laughs> worst. And I decided on that day, I'm like, well, I'm going to stick it out to a hundred just because of the number. And then I'm probably going to give up and drink mulled wine all winter. <laughs> and it, it was more like a little emotional dip where th- there were just a couple of days where it was a grind. It was unpleasant. It was cold. It sucked. And I had to just allow myself to do it or not do it and set a goal of a hundred and see how it goes and be really unattached. And by the time a hundred rolled around, it was fun again. And by now it, it, there's definitely a bit of a thrill seeking thing. Like, why am I going in the lake at minus 14? It's kind of, it's completely crazy. It's not kind of crazy. It's totally crazy. (laughs) And yet there's something fun about it. And I keep wondering, can I do this today? When will be the day that I can't? People keep saying, oh, I can't wait till you're drilling through the ice. And I said, no, I am completely unattached to whether I do that or whether I do not. Yeah. doesn't mean that I fail. doesn't mean that I'm a rock star oh. if I do or do not. It doesn't matter. Gosh, no, because I'm sure you have to be very safety conscious at the same time and know, know, know your limits as you're going along and make sure that you're being safe as you go. Well, that's that's exactly it. Because these temperatures do have a safety factor with them. And it's slippery going up and down the hill. And I keep thinking, what's gonna happen? what would happen if I slipped and knocked myself out and I'm soaking wet and it's minus 10? But like that becomes a very big deal within three minutes. That's so I have huge. to be yeah. uh, right. Like yeah, yeah. You'd have to be. This is just so something careful. that I'm doing for fun and maybe health benefits. Uh, so to push myself into danger would is just not what I'm trying to do here. Exactly. Uh, so do I? This is a very long answer. For no, I don't have a set limit, a set temperature. We'll see what happens. I'm about to head down south and help a friend move, which gives me access to the Pacific Ocean around (laughs) Vancouver. And then it'll give me access to some southern lakes where it is maybe not below zero outside. And that'll give me some different locations for dipping. And when I come back north, we'll see. We'll see. Is it too cold? Is it nice and pleasant? What will climate change bring us? Will it be minus five and I can still go? Will it be minus 25 and it sucks? We'll see. Yeah. And I can see that because the temperatures there can vary so much, right? I mean, like you say, you could be minus five one week and you could be minus 40 below the next week once you get into the well, winter. And months. that could be a Tuesday <laughs> yeah. to Wednesday change. Exactly. Right? Like, and then that's where the hot springs comes into play because at least you can still go there when it's really cold outside and you can still get that feeling of the water around you, the cool crisp air. I mean, I remember doing that as a kid going out <laughs> to the hot springs and, you know, we'd be in the hot springs and you'd be nice and warm in the pool. Then you 
go and roll in the snow. Do you remember doing that? Oh, oh yeah. In the snow, and then you get all these little ice cuts all over your body after you <laughs> rolled in the snow, and then you jump back in the hot springs. And then it was like, oh no, I could just feel all the stinging and burning from all the little ice cuts. But I did it. I rolled in the snow. Oh, well, and that <laughs> it was yeah. so thrilling. Oh, it was it's a such blast. a feeling of aliveness to it, go from the hot is. to the cold with your friends. You're jumping, you're oh, squealing, yeah. and totally. then how like lit up your skin feels, even without all oh, of yeah. those ice cuts as you're warming back <laughs> up in the hot water. It just feels oh. incredible. Here's normal listeners from who aren't from the Yukon are just thinking that we're both nuts. <laughs> Well, then they've got us right. <laughs> they got it big. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's all kinds of people that have their things that they've done in their own hometowns. Sorry, I, I don't think there's that many people, though, that have gone into the water in the extreme temperatures and gone out and rolled in the snow. But I, mm-hmm. I can't take credit for doing what you've done. I went into a pool with warm water. You've gone into an ice cold lake. And you mm-hmm. mentioned about health benefits from it. Now, I'm going to be honest. I know nothing about this. Um, You referred to a gentleman at the beginning of the podcast mm-hmm. who had been promoting this. And I don't know anything about it. Can yeah, you fill me his, in a bit on it? Well, I am definitely not an expert. You'd think I would have Googled it and researched it and blah, blah, blah. And I, I haven't. And I couldn't really say why. I'm just not feeling drawn to follow what someone else says I should do. His name is Wim Hof. He's known as the Iceman. He is pretty prominent online. It's If you looked at, I don't know, ice water therapy or cold water therapy, I'm pretty sure his name would come up. Okay. Because he's, you know, he's been on TV with Gwyneth Paltrow, right? Like he's, okay. he's a huge proponent of this. And you'll see pictures of him with icicles in his beard. Oh, and wow. I'm wondering... I wonder if I will get to the point where I've got icicles in my hair. I guess we'll see. Maybe. <laughs> wow, that is cool. I, I will have to look it up after because I knew mm-hmm. nothing about this. But some of it makes sense to me just from the standpoint. Mm-hmm. I think I get up in the morning and, you know, you're kind of foggy headed and you can't keep going. What do most of us do when you can't wake up? You go in the bathroom, you get a cold face cloth, you know, or you splash mm-hmm. water on your face just to wake yourself up. But that is not the same. <laughs> Jumping in the lake. <laughs> no, it's not the same. <laughs> they say that cold water immersion is really great for your skin, which I think is true. It certainly makes your skin feel a lot. They say it's great for anxiety. I am not sure if that's true. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Without (laughs) a doubt, it builds mental resilience and mental toughness. Wow. That's for sure. Because each and every day that I make a decision to go in, it's a decision. This isn't like a namby-pamby, oh, I think I might. I might put a toe outside the house and go. Like, either I'm going or I'm not going. Good for you. <laughs> Good for and you. And every single time that I wade into the lake, it is a clear decision to go into the water. And wow. every single time it's hard. That is every just incredible. Time. And you are in your almost mid-50s, right? You're yeah, years younger 50, than me. 54 next month. Good for you. Like, this is really good. And, and you wear your bikini doing it. Like, and I I'm wear so my impressed. bikini and I've started video videotaping this, right? And posting that is it on. awesome. 
And, that and, then, is so I, and cool. then I've got a bit of a narrative in my head of, oh, you know, should I put this online? Like, should I put my 54-year-old body on Facebook? Blah, blah, blah. And I just mentioned that to my bestie this morning. And she said, you absolutely should, because it's great for everyone to see what a real woman looks like. I am absolutely. not a supermodel. I do not weigh under 150 pounds. Like I'm not a little skinny mini, but guess what? I can move wood for my wood stove and I <laughs> walk my dog all the time and I ski a lot. And so I'm not skinny, but I'm strong and I wear a bikini and like, whatever, I'm old enough that I, I don't think I care that much. Do you know what I say? Good for you. And I, I think more people should be able to think that way. And, you know, and I've caught myself a few times putting on a bikini and going, oh gosh, you know, I'm 56 now. And, hmm. I've got that little muffin top that I didn't used to have. doesn't matter what I do. I'm built different now. I'm the same way. I don't care. I'm 56 years old. I've earned it. And if my shapes change a little, I don't care. I'm still here. Mm -hmm. I'm still healthy. And mm -hmm. that's what I look at. And I think that's a great attitude. Well, I mean, we've lost people that we went to high school with. They don't yeah. have the option of wearing a bikini or not wearing a bikini. That is gone for them. So yeah. whatever, like there are bigger things to worry about in life than, oh, can the internet see that I have cellulite? <sighs> Take a breath. Don't worry about it. And literally no one has commented on that anyway. So, you know, this oh. is my narrative. This is my brain saying, oh my God, does my butt look good enough to be online? <laughs> you know, crazy. it's so funny. We're often our own worst critics and you're mm -hmm. so right. I, I don't even think about your body shape or your body type or your age or anything. When I'm looking at it, I just think, holy cow, <laughs> has she got guts? Like, is she ever daring and there's no way you would get me doing something like that and you, you say that it would help with anxiety I would have so much anxiety if I even had to think about dipping my toe in that water it would not be beneficial for me <laughs> but no it's, it's great what you're doing is incredible and and it's pretty neat and you come from a family with some pretty good genes right for staying healthy I believe your mom didn't she take part in some dragon boat racing or something oh, like that this my summer? mom is a maniac. Well, in, in all fairness, she's an inspiration to so many people who are so much younger. She's 89 now. Okay. She, this summer, she learned to dragon boat and she competed in the Canada 55 plus games. So away she goes, she's out with wow. the team, she's paddling, she's working out all year long. She walks every day. She skis most days all winter, except for she's decided at 20 below, it's too slow. So she doesn't <laughs> want to. She swims five days a week at the local pool. I don't know how many lakes she does, but does it matter? She's out. And her passion, her physical passion is orienteering, which is kind of like cross-country running with a course that you set yourself you have to use a map and a compass and go to the spots that have been preset and she's wow. out there racing she's she takes gold nationally and sometimes internationally regularly and she's wow. still going she loves orienteering and loves she's it 89 years old she's 89 and and 
her goal is at 100, she wants to win the world championships and literally stand on the podium, get her medal, and then keel over dead. Oh. <laughs> She's got goals. She's got plans. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. you know, that is whenever so people cool. meet my mom after they've met me, they're like, oh, that's why. And that's where you get it from, right? Mm-hmm. You probably so. Do you find that she's been quite an inspiration for you in your journey for taking on all these different challenges and initiatives? Um, is she inspiration or competition? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what did she say about you dipping in the lake? What was her response? She she <laughs> has been commenting. She's definitely she was very pleased yesterday when I made the decision not to go in the lake at minus oh, twenty seven, but she wasn't entirely sure. Because she knows the kind of determination she raised me with. So there was a 20% chance that I would have gone anyway. So she was happy that I made a safe decision. Well, and you have to probably note that I noted on your page too. I thought it was a wise move. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was like, okay, I don't want to be one of those ones egging her on or something when, and it goes a little bit too far. So I'm going to be one of those ones. Good move. (laughs) I have no problem with you, Connors, egging me on because I know they're teasing me and they don't care. But I had other people who I don't think have been in minus 27 who were egging me on and I'm like, yeah, you don't even know. You have no idea what I yeah. could be doing here. No, yeah, no you no. come stand out. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's the thing. When you start doing something more publicly, people have opinions. So this is apparently the next level of my challenge and my development is, am I still listening to me and doing this from my heart and my desire and my determination rather than, oh, my air quote, fans and followers. <laughs> or egging me on because that is ridiculous yeah and you'd, you'd want to make sure that you're putting you first because at the end of the day it's mm-hmm. all about you right and that's what you were saying it was a, your personal journey it's about your own wellness for you it is is yeah. this fun for me is it interesting is it still a worthy challenge or am I starting to do this to please other people and get attention yeah and it's like I think this is just a different level of checking in with myself. Oh, how cold is the water today? Oh, do I feel okay about people looking at my butt online? Oh, do I feel pressured to do this? Or is this my decision? It's all these different layers. And I think this is, uh, this is just a little micro version of what everyone could be thinking about. How does my body feel? How do, how is my experience? How are my emotions? What does my heart tell me to do? And it's pretty neat. And so this <laughs> whole thing has been a journey. It's been a like a self-challenge for yourself. And it's been it's been motivation. It's been enlightening. It sounds like it's been good for your self-esteem, for your self-journey, I guess, along the way. Um, if somebody else was to say to you, hey, how do I do it? How do I get into it? Would you want to give that advice or would you want to back off and just say, hey, this is my journey. I'll look after me. And uh, well, it, right off the bat, I'd say start in the summertime. Don't yeah. start in the winter. Oh, boy. <laughs> but, but honestly, my advice, I am, I am a yoga teacher. I am a coach. And like, check inside and think about why you're doing this. Yeah. What is your desire? Do you have any idea what the motivation is to get started? I looking back several years, I was 
on a retreat in Guatemala and I decided to jump in the lake. And when I got to the dock, I'm a great swimmer. I know that lake's not going to be that cold. And it was unbelievable how hard it was to get in the water. And I had to really talk myself into it. Yeah, it was very funny because the wise part of me could say, the water's not that cold. Everything's going to be fine. It's safe. There's not like sea monsters or whatever. (laughs) This is no big deal. And yet some something was making it a very big deal. And it took a lot of effort to get in the lake that day. And I thought, okay, because that was so hard, I should do this every day that I'm here just to see if it can get easier. And, and I was very clear that that was about building sort of a power within myself and a trust of, I say, I'm going to do this. And so I'm going to do it. And I knew it was not something that was super hard or life challenging or, you know, life threatening. It was just something that I wanted to use to prove to myself that if I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And that was, that was a few years ago. And then I hadn't been in the lake and then I was in my lake in the summer and it was, you know, 40 times, 50 times, 60 times, 70 times. And I started to remember that, that building of self-trust. And now it's it's at a different level of can I trust myself that each and every day has I'm not attached. I'm in or I'm not in. And it doesn't mean anything about my worthiness or my ability to show up for myself. Or maybe it does. If I don't go in, that's my ability to show up for myself. Wow. That's good. Like you, you've really got a lot of deep inner thoughts and, and self-reflection going with all of this. So it's really deep. It's not just about deep in the water, but it's deep with inside you as well, too. There's a lot to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. None of it started like this. Yeah. It just sort of developed over time. And it's this is very much my personal presence practice. I've been on a yoga mat for over 20 years, and it just teaches you to keep looking inside and keep noticing. Just keep Wow. Noticing. Good for you. And I, I look back, I mean, I think about how cold the water is in the Yukon. And I remember when I was a kid, you know, shouting and screaming as I would hop into the Yukon River and go, this is cold. <laughs> you know, swimming in Schwatka Lake or Long Lake or Chadburn Lake and going, this is just so cold. But I did it in the summer. I didn't do it in the winter oh, time. You bet. So, and yeah. well, and no one should start this. Well, no, it, not that no one should start this in the winter, but it's not for everyone. And Absolutely. If, if you're drawn to jumping cold water in the winter, by I guess go for it. But keep in mind safety. And and um here's the other thing I noticed this week was as it got colder and colder, it got to minus 10, minus 12, minus 14. And you'll notice this because you have slightly delicate lungs. I I immersed and I did a little asthmatic bark. And I thought, oh, that's oh. interesting. Well, isn't that interesting? It didn't hurt or anything. But I was like, hmm, maybe my body needs a slightly different transition. Or maybe I'm hitting my limit. So let's just watch. And the next day, I did a little more conscious breathing. And even right before I immersed, I did a couple more good deep breaths and went in, no barking. 
Wow. Isn't that interesting? Now, do you have asthma normally or was it just that one day it happened? Um, I, I think my lungs are less delicate than yours, but my yeah. lungs can be a bit delicate. I can get yeah. a chest thing that sticks around for six weeks. Yeah. I, it's very, very common to have cold related asthma. And it was just interesting. I thought, that noise interesting yeah, and you know I, that I wonder, sound yeah and it's 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 quite loud you kind of sound like a seal yeah and it, it, I think anyone could notice and say oh I don't think I should have made that noise yeah so I just wondered hmm am I at my temperature limit is the water too cold is this enough yeah. or is there a better uh, would my body appreciate doing this in a slightly different yeah. way Wow, Maybe. that's interesting. Mm -hmm. So as far as other exercise, I know you mentioned that you do yoga. Um, mm -hmm. Do you cross-country ski as well? What else do you do for outside recreation sure in the winter? That was that was the challenge that people followed last year. It was really funny. When I moved north, part of the reason was during COVID and living in the city, I couldn't get out to the the mountains and I couldn't get skiing enough. And that's oh. what brings me so much joy. Okay. And my final winter in the Lower Mainland, I only skied three times, oh. which was a epic, not acceptable for me. Right? Like, <laughs> no, no, especially was, for somebody who's a naturally outdoors person. Exactly. That would be hard. And it it just it didn't serve me. It didn't suit me. It made it impossible for me to have the same level of joy I normally would. So when we moved up, I arbitrarily said right like this was completely arbitrary three three times last year I bet I could ski a hundred days this year <laughs> like, where does a hundred come from who cares <sighs> and I did track it and I and I would post in my Instagram stories every day how many days I'd been to and people and eventually people start to enjoy watching a challenge and I was getting towards 70, towards 80, and people were starting to say, oh, I think you can really make it, or you could go up the mountain, right? Like, as the snow was melting and it was falling apart, I think you can do it. I think you can do it. You could just drive up to the pass and get another day in or whatever. <laughs> and I made it, I made it to 89, and it was, it was a little push to get myself out of the cabin when it was cold and crappy. So that was about the number. It was a bit of a drive. Wow. My dog adores skiing. He's completely nutty and he loves it. So sometimes it's just a kilometer or two because the weather's really crummy. But other days, um, I skied to my local bar. That was, my, <laughs> that was one of my goals for the winter. There's a, I think I could ski on the lake too. <laughs> Southern Lakes Resort. <laughs> no, no, it was super fun. Ah, that's hilarious. My mom, my mom came out to visit. The weather was decent. I said, I bet I have to do it now because the snow is <laughs> starting to fall apart. It was 14 uh, kilometers. Oh my And goodness. basically a straight line, which is uh, was it it was a, a little bit line less coming fun. On? <laughs> uh, well, no, I didn't ski home. So mom. Uh, uh, mom watched me for an hour with the binoculars. Oh. 
<laughs> my husband jumped on the snowmobile. It took him 15 minutes, but he did yeah. bring me supplies and uh, oh, I wanted hilarious. an extra hat or something. Oh. <laughs> and so we had a little chat in the middle of my ski and he carried on and, um, and mom jumped in her Prius and drove on the road. And as a result, she could, she could give me and my dog a ride home. Oh, that's perfect. After we had a drink and a meal. It was fantastic. <laughs> that <laughs> sounds like a great day to me. I mean, you got some fresh air, you got some exercise, you got to go and have a little toddy. You had some time with your mom and your dog and a little family time on the way back. <laughs> yeah, sounds pretty yeah, good to me. My husband, again, took Snowmobile home, you know, 15 that's minutes perfect. each way. And it took me two hours, but that's okay. You've got a supportive family too. It sounds like you really had a supportive family around you. Mm-hmm. And that, that's so cool. Just, you know, especially post COVID times, you just need, we all learned you got to make your own fun. Yeah, absolutely. And apparently my fun is skiing to the bar. <laughs> I love it. But you know, I go back again, Tara, you've got such a zest for life. Like you just embrace life with open arms and you make the best of everything. And it doesn't matter whether it's five degrees, minus five, minus 40, (laughs) you find a way to make it fun. And I think that's great. And I, I certainly do believe that when you've lived in some of the places that have extreme cold temperatures, it builds a little bit of character. <laughs> I said that to my oh, partner one day. I said, I said to him, because he's an island boy. And I said, hey, you got to come into the Yukon. And actually his first trip up north, I took him to the Northwest Territories to go and visit my sister in Yellowknife. Oh, and we, we went there and he'd never experienced the north before. And the first thing he said is, where's the trees? <laughs> he couldn't get over how skinny the trees were. Um, that is his, true. It was his first chance to see the Aurora Borealis. So he thought that was pretty cool. And of course, That's I awesome. brought him back to the Yukon a couple times with me so he can get an idea as to what it was like where I came from. He says it's too cold. <laughs> and and I laugh, but you know, it's a different kind of cold <laughs> because I live on Vancouver Island now and I mm-hmm. find coastal cold it is cold. Oh, and, me as well. That's yeah. like when it gets close to zero on the coast, holy Man, that is bone chilling cold. It was pretty cold, and I'm not far from the ocean, um, mm-hmm. you know. And I certainly was not considering going for a dip in any water unless it was my tub inside. <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh, fair enough. Funny. Fair enough. You know what, though, Linda? Um, I'm pretty sure when we were down south, my husband, like my husband's been up to the Yukon lots of times before we moved here, but I'm pretty sure he thought I was quite a renegade down south. And then we're <laughs> up here in the Yukon and he, I think he's starting to realize, oh, they're kind of all like this. <laughs> they all have a certain brand of wildness. yeah i know i just said one day hey you wanted to see yukon wildlife here i am (laughs) there you go well it's so great to chat with you and and i can't thank you enough for coming on the podcast today and sharing your story and i think this is going to be a really unique episode not many people can talk about swimming and minus 10 below (laughs) 
Uh, well, there it is. And for the oh. Americans, don't forget, this is Celsius. This is so much colder than oh. Earth. This is different than Fahrenheit. That's right. And that's actually a really good thing to note, because I've actually got a lot of friends who are over in the UK as well, who are on the podcast. Um, mm -hmm. So it's kind of neat just to remind people, yes, we are talking about Celsius. And if mm -hmm. you're in an area with a different uh, temperature, then, you know, it's good to check the charts and see what you're talking about. All right, we're going to pick this up again. I had a little technical glitch there and suddenly everything stopped, but we're back. It froze. <laughs> Funny how that should happen. The Funny screen, how that would happen. <laughs> I know the screen froze, the audio froze. I had to do restart in the middle of this. I think it was that cold conversation talking about dipping in the lakes. <laughs> But anyway, I am going to actually wrap it up. And I want to thank you so much. You uh, just, this has just been so fantastic having you here. And, you know, I'm sure you brought a little bit of light to, you know, some of the fun that can be had during the wintertime. And I will say, this is not for everybody to try. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Do not try this at home, children. <laughs> there you go. But thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on. And I'm looking forward to listening to this again. And I think it's making me want to go out and do that polar bear swim that they do on New mm. Year's Day now. Do you do that one? I've never done it. It oh. didn't sound fun. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll just watch it on TV and think about it. <laughs> but anyway. Oh, I do hope someone goes and tries oh, it out. Oh, yeah. My, my friend Tracy from Whitehorse, she comes to the island every year and she always does the polar bear swim. So she, yeah, she's got guts too. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, it sure rinses oh. the cobwebs out of your head. I'll tell there you that. You go. Maybe I should be doing it more often. <laughs> mm -hmm. But thank you so much again. And I really appreciate your time. Hope you enjoy the rest of your day. And thank you. Yeah. And thanks again. It was great to chat with you. Yeah. Great to see you again after <laughs> only about 40 years. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. You're still, you're still the same. <laughs> <laughs> Only a little more gutsy. <laughs> uh, take Thank care, you. Tara. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to click like and share it so others can enjoy it also. Join the Lindy's Audio Cafe podcast group for updates. Oh, and positive reviews are always welcome as well. <laughs> Check the show notes for updated links. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.